those of you listening to us on the internet, to the men and women in our armed forces, wherever you may be, to our members and guests here at Beautiful Savior Lutheran in Milwaukee, grace be to you and peace from God our Father, from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The word of God upon which we base our message this morning is the uh, gospel for this day. You heard it read before from Luke chapter 15. I recall just these words. Where Jesus says, So I can guarantee that God's angels are happy about one person who turns to God and changes the way he thinks and acts. In the name of our dear Lord Jesus Christ, who came to earth as our good shepherd to rescue lost sheep, my beloved. Because God is God and you are not, because he's the King of kings and Lord of lords, maybe sometimes we might be prone to uh, think that he is some sort of an emotionless being. Not so. The Bible reveals the following emotions expressed by our Heavenly Father. Anger, laughter, compassion, grief, love, hate, jealousy, and joy. And then who, of course, could forget the shortest verse of all of the Bible Jesus wept. This morning we want to listen to Jesus as he paints two illustrations for us in response to some self-righteous church leaders criticizing him by saying, this guy welcomes sinners and he eats with them. Now it's very true, and you know it as well as I do, that Jesus hung around with street people. The homeless, the cripples, the prostitutes, the extortionists, the dregs, the outcasts. Oh, and he even ate meals with them, the highest form of hospitality and love. How could this knowledgeable religious man defile himself with this filth of society? In response to their criticism, Jesus told two parables or illustrations to drive home the fact that people that he hung out with were lost, but they were still precious, and that the Son of Man came to seek and to save those who are lost. Even one lost sinner is precious to Jesus. And so you heard me read the two stories before, the two illustrations the one shepherd who had 100 sheep, and he lost one, so he left the 99. He said, oh, they're still safe, and he would go out and hunt for the one. And you might say, well, the guy still had 99. But you know that one was very precious to him because he had raised that sheep from a lamb. He invested his life's blood, his life's labor. And then there was the woman who lost... One coin, she still had nine left, but she searched and searched and searched. You might say ransacked the house till she find it. You might say, well, she still had nine coins. Well, there's a theory that actually the ten coins was her dowry. 
And it wasn't complete unless there were not ten there once again. So it was very precious and valuable. How do people usually react emotionally when something or someone is lost? Well, depending upon the value of the lost, it might be anywhere from frustration, anxiety, anger, fear, panic, terror, grief, desperation. I always think that the level of emotion emotion is directly proportionate to the value of the lost. Remember the penny? Not so much. $20 bill? Oh, yeah. I lost my pen. Oh. I lost my scarf. Oh. I lost my wedding ring. Oh, no. Our dog is lost. Oh, don't tell me. My child is lost. Amber alert. How did God react when his created holy human creatures disobeyed him? Adam and Eve disobeyed, and the results were death. How did God react? With compassion. One day he's going to come, devil, and he's going to crush your head, but you will bruise his heel. Genesis chapter 6, when God sent the flood, he had some emotions then too. said, the Lord was so sorry that he had made humans on the earth, he was heartbroken because his creatures wouldn't love him back. And so it is that the event of losing creates some emotions. What about the event of searching for the lost? Shepherd still had 99. Pulled out all stops to get the one. Woman still had nine coins. Pulled out all stops to get the one. When looking for the loss that's valuable, if you've ever lost anything of real value, it's sort of like you can't think of anything else. No rest, anxiety, it's in your thoughts all the time. Worry, fear, directed at finding the lost. Now, several true stories. One day I couldn't find my cat. Searched and searched, couldn't find him. Oh, lost. Called the Humane Society. Several weeks ago, Pastor Poppy, remember he preaches for us sometimes on um, Lent? He lost his cat, Kizzy. He was very anxious, sent out emails with pictures on. Couldn't find the cat. My wife lost her wedding ring one New Year's Eve. And so when we got home, she said, oh, it must be in church. So we went back to church. The pastor was already having his little uh, celebration. He actually came over to church in his pajamas so that we could check all the pews. I lost my wedding ring. Extremely sad. One Christmas Eve, 
All the family was over. My wife and I previously that fall had gone to Germany and we brought home a very precious carved wooden statue of Mary and Joseph and little baby Jesus sitting in Mary's lap. During the evening, we, we saw that oh, one of our granddaughters was playing with it and baby Jesus was lost. Precious carving. Oh, no. Years ago, my grandmother lost her son. He was in his 20s. He was divorced. Found a girlfriend who had a little baby. Decided that they were going to strike it rich. So they drove out to Las Vegas. My grandmother came to my dad and one of my uncles and said, you've got to go out there to Las Vegas and find your brother because I'm afraid if you don't, he'll never come back. Great effort. That was the days before air conditioning, you know, and cell phones. When you took your car into the desert, you had to put water bags on the car because if your car died, you might die too. Fear and desperation in the heart of my grandmother. God has spent all of history ever since Adam and Eve disobeyed him, pulling out all his stops to rescue fallen sinners. Sinners born lost. Sinners born enemies of God. And so emotional was he about about them, about searching for them, that many times he talked to them directly. Adam, where are you? Noah, you have to build a ship. Abraham, you got to leave home. Peter, follow me. Saul, why are you persecuting me? David, you are the man. God went after sinners one by one. Heartbroken and grief-stricken, over his lost. Grief-stricken and heartbroken because his creatures simply wouldn't love him back even though he loved them first. And finally he got angry. And so he took the matters into his own hands and he sent his son as the good shepherd to rescue the sheep. Because all we, like sheep, have gone astray, each one to his own way. And the Lord laid on him the iniquity of us all. The price for rescue was a cross and an empty grave. Adam, where are you? Peter, follow me. Richard Robbie, now insert your name. I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and now you're not lost anymore. Now you're mine. And then he goes beyond as our good shepherd, and he holds us and he carries us with his word of forgiveness because he doesn't want us lost again. And there are the emotions of losing, and there are emotions of searching, and then there are the emotions of finding. 
a little lamb or a little sheep, he gets back, let's celebrate. Just think of that. The party probably cost him more than the sheep was worth. I lost, I found my lost coin. Let's celebrate. The party probably cost more than the coin was worth. But she was so ecstatically happy. Now for the rest of the stories. Cat that I lost called the Humane Society. They didn't have them. Three-fourths of the way through the day, all of a sudden the cat watched through the kitchen. He'd been hiding. What a relief. Pastor Poppy puts out emails and pictures for his cat, can't find them, finally calls up the Humane Society, says, we got them. What a relief. Happy. My wife found her wedding ring in the vegetable tray of the refrigerator. I found my wedding ring in the covers of one of my kids' bed because I had been praying with them and I probably got up real quick and there it was in the covers. Little wooden baby Jesus. My granddaughter, who could barely talk yet, said, oh, yeah, yeah. Go upstairs to the closet she had been playing. There it was, right in the closet. My uncle found and brought back home to tears of joy on the part of my grandmother. And he became a faithful Christian and a wonderful churchman too. Joy in heaven over one sinner that repents for repentant adulterers, for repentant extortionists, for repentant sinners. So often like you and me, loveless and thoughtless and careless. For sinners, losers, seemingly worthless. A celebration in heaven when just one sinner comes to faith. And then when one sinner every day confesses their sins and repents and goes to Jesus again for forgiveness. Each and every one priceless and precious to Jesus. Why? Because each one of us is a special creation of God. No one else like you. Each one of you invested by God with an eternal, immortal soul that will never go out of existence. And each one of us only one lifetime in which to come to Jesus. And if they don't, they will be lost. What a mission for us. My pen, special pen, because it was given to me by my wife for one of my birthdays. Uh, special pen, it's wood, wooden. It was actually turned on a lathe by an artist and then uh, stained in sort of a teal color. And, uh, you know, if I would tell one of you I lost my pen, you'd say, oh, well, this is kind of precious and special to me. But nevertheless, every so often I lose it. Sometimes I tell Joan, sometimes I tell Peg, I lost my pen. Oh, no. What if the next time I lost my pen and then found it, I called Joan and I said, get out emails and get out phone calls to all the members of the congregation and invite them over to my house because we're going to have a found my pen party. <laughs> Steaks and ribs and wine for everybody. 
you probably roll your eyeballs at me and say, a found what party? Absurd. You see, the celebration doesn't match the event. But that's exactly what Jesus is saying to us today. There is joy and celebration in heaven over one sinner who repents. And that's you and that's me. And thank God for his amazing grace. I just have to conclude with the message, uh, the words from Zephaniah, prophet we don't always hear from. Zephaniah chapter 3. The Lord your God is with you. He is a hero who saves you. He happily rejoices over you, renews you with his love, and celebrates over you with shouts of joy. Amen. Please stand. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen. We confess our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. We take this time now to gather our tithes and our offerings and our connection cards. How precious did that grace